Why choose this green church? I came to TGC because I saw a place where I could grow spiritually and I also saw people who were interested in my well-being in general. They weren't actually trying to force this, um, but it kind of made me stay because I could see that it was genuine. Um, TGC make me feel like this is my home. Like I feel old. I feel like I've always wanted a place where I can showcase myself, where I can be discriminated, where I can express how I feel exactly, and that is what CGV is all about. Everything we do is based on the word of God. You don't manipulate it to our own benefit. Like, you want things good, and that's what we're going to That's why I love you. There you have it. You have an impact as well. Just give God thanks in one word. Give Him praise for a beautiful week so far. Thank him for his goodness, his love, his mercies, his kindness. Thank him because he's faithful to us. Thank him because his word is true, his word is sure. Give him all the praise. Father, we give you all the praise. Oh Lord, you are our God and forever we will praise you. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. For your faithfulness, for your kindness. Oh, because there's none like you. Because you are true, you are righteous, you are holy, you are lovely. Thank you for your great promise that you give us in your word. Thank you for your assurance. Thank you for the assurance you keep giving unto us. Thank you for hope. Thank you for faith. Thank you for vision. Thank you for everything you do for us. Thank you for giving us this, you know, every time. This strong assurance. They are with us. That you will never leave us, nor forsake us. Lord, we give you all the praise. We give you all the praise. We give you all the praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. And every that is within me, bless his holy name. Oh, my soul. And the alia de gashte pregedibra ania kazuza. Libre iadia kashtezona kitali pragadas yandikai Oh, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And everything that is within me, bless his holy name. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Faithful Father and friend, thank you, Lord Jesus, for your message. For everything you fall beautifully well. For protection. For provision. For the testimonies. Because week after week, we have testimonies. New jobs, promotions, you know, just question of us, just question of us over and over and over again. We are today we are grateful today we are grateful to God. Just say thank you. We are grateful to God and we say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for TGC. Because your word over us this year, you know, is showing itself. Thank you because we are in our wealthy place and we are seeing fruits of it. We give you all the praise. Oh, for the promotions, for the increase, for the new jobs. For the new contracts, the new businesses, for the spiritual growth, Lord, we are grateful. Lord, we are grateful. We see your hand in all these things. Because we are growing, you know, in depth. You know, in depth, we are growing deeper and deeper. We are growing in size. We are growing in results. We are learning more and more about God. About it. You know, we are learning more. We know more about it every time. So we are grateful to God. Just give him praise. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, blessed be your name. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you. Just pray the Holy Ghost for a minute. My later brother, gosh, the praying of Cosizia. He brought a dash, they say, so pray. Hedy Gediriosus, brother, the gases, and the prayers. We pray in tongues, you have been stirred up. Let prayer get sissy, Tala, Pragadasus, a lepre, a debra, has nothing. Marty, a ladash, the Pragadaya. You have been built up, you have been stirred up. Let Supra Gedili, Kadari, Yakadaya. May Sutan get seated, let the gear. As we pray in tongues, your spirit has been opened up to receive tonight. Your spirit is open to receive, to hear from God tonight. Libra Gadashtis Ozia, you have clarity, you have understanding. Mateka Ibra Gadaya, Elibra Isotobre, Matileke Dibra Asnapia. Oh, just give him praise. Lata Badia Tsipre. I'm praying the Holy Ghost, pray Gadish the Kedika. Lisa Dia Pragadash the Monogosuzia. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. La Pragasiande. Oh, Better. I'll be made better. 
I'm being made better. I'm being made better. Matele ketiga kataya, radika susia, masikala diaka. I said the Lord, I'm getting better and better. I'm more and more effective. I'm growing more and more in knowledge. I'm growing in grace. Karabaga ya diaka susia. The eyes of my understanding enlightened. The eyes of my understanding enlightened. I know the hope of my calling. Clearer and clearer. Better and better. Richer and richer. My eyes are open. I have understanding. My lepredigatia. I have understanding. Matagash de Bragaya. I have understanding. My eyes are open. Hallelujah. My eyes see my ears here. I know God's with my life. I know He's good. You know, it's perfect for my life. I know it's with my life. It's good. It's perfect for me. I know them clearly. I know what to do. I know where to go. I know who to talk to. You know, I'm led of the Holy Ghost. I'm led by the Spirit. I'm effective in this life. I'm effective in the of eternity. I'm effective. The scripture is alive to me. The word of God is living and active. It's alive to me. Come on. So I have understanding. 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 I'm effective. I'm effective. I'm effective. I'm effective. Come on, you're effective. I'm effective, brother Gasus. Yeah, I'm effective. I get results. I get results. My lip, yeah, my hand, hold on, hold my hands, hold on tight to things that matter. I, 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 I have my priorities right. I have my priorities right. My eyes are resolved to focus on things that matter. I'm effective. Glory to Jesus. I'm effective. Things I don't know. It teaches me. Things I don't see. It shows me. But by every means, it prepares me for that stuff for me. It prepares me for the things he has in store for me. Uh, what I don't see, you teach me, dear Lord. What I don't see, you show me. What I don't know, you teach me. But by, but by every means, oh God, you prepare me for what you have in store for me. You prepare me for what you have in store for me. You know, you show me what I don't see. And you teach what I don't know. But every means, oh God, you prepare me for what you have in store for me. My libre gases here. So I am fit for purpose. I am fit for purpose. I am fit for purpose. I'm prepared for purpose more and more daily. Better and better daily. Brighter and brighter daily. My day God bring it to Zata. He brought the gash the pragodosa. Mekidabra asinatega. Ilika dia dega setega fradia. Ratega nada bagasso. I will pray in that prayer. What you don't know, it will teach you. What you don't see, it will show you. But by every myth, it will prepare you for what he has in store for you. What you don't see, it will show you. What you don't know, it will teach you. By every means, he will prepare you for what he has in store for you. Many practice, you are prepared. La pragasus, yeah. You are prepared daily for the next day. Daily, daily for the next day, for the next phase, for the next season of, of purpose. What you don't see, he will show you. What you don't know, he will teach you. But by every means, you are prepared for what he has in store for you. My Jesus, yeah, those great ideas for you, those great and awesome stuff, he has in store for you. You are prepared, you are fit, you are ready, you are focused, no distraction. Brother so it begins to bring you to your life people, people that, that, that will help you on, 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 your, on your, journey, your journey of purpose, people that will help you, that will work with you, and they begin to take away from you distractions. 
You may be taken from distractions, bring to you helpers, helpers, partners, vision enablers, and taken from you distractors, you know, uh, people that, that will get in the way, that will offend, that will distract, you know, it takes away from you. Men, women, boy, girl, it takes away from you. In the name of just Libra Gesutia, men, Libra Gesutia, every, every unuseful friendship, every unuseful friendship, Every you know um 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 you know every fresh association that get in the way it takes them far from you. Lepre guess pragadia kadaya malepra. So you are focused. You are focused. You are focused on things that matter, and you have clarity more and more of the things that God would have you do. You have more and more clarity. You have more and more clarity. Higher clarity. The, the future is clear for you. The vision is clear. You walk in the light. You don't walk in error. Walk in knowing. You walk in clarity of purpose, of understanding. So you are assured. You are assured. You are fully assured. You know, you are fully assured and mature in all the will of God for your life. You are mature, fully assured in all of God for your life. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Lord Jesus, tonight as we go through your word, we have understanding. We have clarity. We have utterance. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's go to Hebrews 8. Hebrews 8. Hallelujah. Hebrews 8. All right. Hebrews 8. If you are there, sit in, in the chat session. I'm there. Let us know you are following. All right? So because we are on Zoom, and I can see all of us that are here, I am going to ask questions, okay? So I mean, be, yes, I mean, be ready to unmute whenever I my call. Right. Amen. If you like, go and, go and run away to speak out YouTube. I'll go and find you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hebrews 8. So we started from, you know, Hebrews 1 on start. We stopped at 7. So we continue from there to day. All right. Let's go from verse 1. Now, the main part of what we are saying is this. That we do after the high priest. Are we together? Who sat down at the throne of heaven? Right at the throne of majesty in heaven. Are we together? Hebrews 8. Hebrews 8 from verse 1. Okay, verse 2 says, And who says it is in sanctuary, the church of God by, by the Lord, not by mere human hands. It says, Every hype is appointed, you know, to offer sacrifices sacrifices. Are we together? I'm ready to fast. So you can help me together. You can unmute two people to help me pace. All right, just unmute Bronke and Tori uh, Layo to help me to help me pace, okay? Read, read, reading in groups, help me to help me my help me to pace my reading speed. Let's do that. Okay, so I'm to Ronke and Tolulayo. I hope she's here. All right. Are we good? Yep. Yeah. All right, so Romans 8 from verse 1 together. Are we here? Are we going to get up from verse 1? Okay, one to go. Now, the main point of what we are saying is this. We do have such a high priest who sat down on the right hand of the throne of the majesty of heaven. And who said in the sanctuary, the church of the Lord, not by the name of the Lord. Okay, verse 3. 
every now let's pause there. Let's pause there. The one who stop at, at chapter seven that talks about um that talks about Melchizedek, you know, and made you made us understand him as a type of Christ. Okay, so it is building upon that to say, okay, this is what I'm talking about. Okay, what I said, what I said about Melchizedek is about he's saying this that you know Melchizedek being being you know um, the type of Christ that was said you could, he had no past, he had no he had no beginning, no ending. The next of man, you know, it is forever as, as an eternal, eternal high priest. Okay, and we said, you know, he himself is not, is not, um, um, is not, is not Jesus. He's not living forever, but is a type. Okay, so his story is just a type of the Christ. Okay, that even though he had the beginning, he had, the, he had an end, but his beginning and the end was not, um, was not recorded. Okay, so in saying that is a type of Christ, okay, that has an eternal past and an eternal future. Do you understand? So now saying this is the method we are saying that the real cocoa is that we have this high priest in Christ that is now sat down, you know, with God, you know, in heaven, okay, and serves in the true sanctuary. Okay, that is now with heaven serving a true sanctuary, not made by human hands. Now, to, to say that, you know, it's not, it's not make, make, make the comparison with, with Moses. And to say, okay, this one is not Moses, that said, in, that's the same Moses and other priests, you know. Moses, not Moses, is not them, um, it's not Aaron or people of, Le, of Levi that said in the earthly temple, okay. But this our, our high priest, you know, is in heaven, you know, you know, not serving in the temple by human hands, but you know, but in heaven, okay. And Pastor talks about um, that you know every high priest, you know, offers has something to offer when it comes to the, when it comes to the temple, okay. So you know, he also has to add something to offer, okay. So every high priest, you know, comes you know every year, every year with um, with with the, with the blood of bulls, with the blood of calves, you know, with the blood of animals, all right. But so he also also has something to offer. But he did not come offering blood of animals. Okay, he came to the into the into the most holy place. You know, offering you know his own blood. Okay, glory to Jesus. So he came to offer his own blood. You know, to also show the superiority of, of his covenant over that of of um the old covenant. Okay, the old was what was established. You know, was was um, was was sealed with animal blood. But you know, in this case, you know, he came to the holies of holies with his own. With his own, with his own blood, in the blood of man, with his own, with his own blood. So let's go again from, from, from verse three. Um, let, let's have a reader. Let's one go forward. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices, and so it was necessary for this one also to have something to offer. If if he were on earth, he would not be a priest, for there for there are already priests who offer the gifts prescribed by the Lord. They serve at the sanctuary that that they serve at, this, at a sanctuary that is a copy and shadow of what is in heaven. This is why Moses was born when he was about to build the tabernacle, 
see to it that you make everything according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. But in but in fact the ministry but in fact the ministry Jesus had received is a, is as superior to theirs as the covenant of which he is mediator is superior to the old one, since the new covenant is established on better promises. For if there had been nothing wrong with the first covenant, no place would have been sought for another. But let's God found let's, let's pause there. Okay. So he says, you know, um the, the, the temple that Moses, the, the tabernacle that Moses built, it was supposed to be built according to a particular pattern. Now, it doesn't, it doesn't exactly mean that, you know, that in heaven, there's, a, there's another temple, you know, a physical temple that looks like what Moses did. No, that's not the idea. But Moses' temple was a type, okay, that it had symbols, you know, that, that, that were, that were, that were um, typical type of, of, of Christ and the Nicholas. So for example, the the, 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 the temple had a cutting, you know, the cut that separated that separated the only place from the most holy place, the attack cut on the inner court, okay? And I also that what is in the same Hebrews, I think Hebrews then also that the cutting is Christ is his body that's turned into two, you know. So those those things in the temple, you know, the 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 showbread and all that, Christ is the bread. So you know those things were symbols and types, okay, of what was to come. Okay, so well, it was to build according to pattern. So it's not really as though the physical temple in heaven that has the that has the courts, the altar court, and all that. No, you know, Christ, you know, we as the body, we are the temple of God. Okay, so we as individuals we are the temple of God. Okay, the body as as a whole is the temple of God. Christ in his own body also, you know, as his body, we are his temple. Right, so we are the real temple that God is always talking about. Alright, so all those other things were just symbols speaking something that was to come. Alright, awesome. So he says also, Am I clear? Is it good? Hope it's not breaking. Let's be sure. Okay. Is it clear? Clear? Yes. Yeah. Alright. Okay. Okay. It's just can't tell people it's fine. Alright, it's fine. Alright. Alright. So he says in says in, in, in verse seven that um, if, 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 if there's not wrong with the without covenant, okay, do not have any need for a new one. Now, um, so it's what we have to, as I always say, draw a line between the old and the new. If the old was good, Christ wouldn't have come, okay? But it's because the old had issues, and even God that gave us the old, he understood why he gave us, okay? And he, you know, and he let us from, from, right from the old covenant that a new one was coming. And this is the idea that we should stop living on the old, okay, and move to the new. Okay, the old and the new have significant differences, okay, and we'll talk more about that as we go on, okay. But God found fault with the old, you know, and prophesied the new, and the new has now come. All right, let's go on. We'll talk more about that. Let's go on quickly. Um, verse 8. Verse 8. Are we together? Verse 8. Unmute our reader. All right. All right. It says, But God found fault with the people and said, The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. It will not it will it will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt, because they did not remain faithful to my covenant, and I turned away from them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant I will establish with the people of Israel. After that time, declares the Lord, 
I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one, an- to one another, know the Lord, because they will all know me, from the least of them to the greatest. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. By calling this covenant new, he has made the first one obsolete, and what is obsolete and outdated will soon disappear. Hallelujah. Look at this. So it says in this new one, okay, um, he will write his laws in our hearts and our minds. All right? So it's not just you know, the laws on tablets of stones, you know, in tablets of stones of the world, okay? But now his laws are written in our hearts. What does that mean, okay? This idea. He gave us his Holy Spirit, okay? So that we that are led by, by his Spirit are his children. So his Spirit in us, you know, um, 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 you know, in and in and Spirit we have been in the our new, our new, our new better Spirit, okay? Um, has a lot of God in it, so we can be, you know, it's, it's not looking, looking at just you know a template to see God's will, see God's laws, okay? He's enough to lead us to guide us. So even beyond the written don'ts, in the written do's and that, we have this leading, okay, to lead us into. You know, to lead us right, to lead us into walking in love, lead us into, us into yes, okay. So his laws are on our hearts, okay. It says he will be our God and will be his people. It says we don't you're not going to tell any of us to love the Lord and that says we all know Lord to the biggest. So now you know it's beyond just a few people, um, a few people knowing the Lord and teaching and teaching um and teaching, you know, everyone like the priest and all that, right? The covenant, but now every child of God has access to know God. Okay, so we have as, as long as we are saved in Christ, we have access to knowledge of God. Okay, not just the priest, not just the high priest, not just you know a few people, the king and all that, but every one of us in Christ, we have access to God. Why? Because okay, Christ has brought brought, brought to us a new covenant. So in this one, everybody comes in, everybody has rights to God, everybody can pray, and yeah, but everybody has access. To God, so there is no there is no big there is no big shot of God. There is no small shot of God. Okay, we have equal access in Christ by the Spirit. Okay, verse twelve says, "He will forgive our wickedness and remember our sins no more." Now, it, it's not as though God, you know, actually forgets. God, God cannot forget. God, God cannot. God cannot. He, can, he, can, he cannot forget anything. Okay, but this is the idea that we're not is not counting our sins against us. So it's not saying to you that, okay, last year you did so and so and so and so. You said, sorry, Abby, but then I did it again. Okay? That is, is not, you're not bringing back to you record of, of your sins, not holding them against you. So, so, so mm-hmm. what made the point, okay, it is done, it's, it's forgotten. Forgotten, because you cannot forget, okay? It's not it's not using your sins against you. Now, when, when people make mistakes, and they're like, um, you know, I did this last year. I repented because they say in quotes, God forgive me. I did it again, you know, last month. God forgive me. I'm doing it again now. God will say it's tired of me. That kind of stuff, okay? But God is not holding a record against you. Okay? It's not it's not it's not it's not it's not out there taking your record score of how many times you seen today. Okay? When you repent of your sins, okay, um, you know, it's not being held against you. Okay, and the idea is that we should not we should not, you know. Um, what in guilt, you know, of sin, or let those memories of sin to hold us back. But I will keep moving forward in that Christ has paid the eternal price for our sins. So just keep moving forward and keep getting better. When you stumble, you get back up, you keep going. 
Okay? You don't you don't go back to the past, you know, you get back up, you keep going. God has forgiven you. Alright? God has forgiven you. So he says verse 13. By calling this covenant new, he has made the first one obsolete. Okay, so the moment Christ, the moment God prophesied in the covenant, okay, he put a timer on the old one. So when he said, you know, in, in the new covenant, then new was the new one was coming. At a particular point, it meant that the old one had a timer, meaning that it was it was becoming obsolete. You know, out, it was coming. You know, it was dated, which is now outdated. Okay, and has disappeared. Do you understand? Good. All right. So, one will say this. One will say this. We're not trying to say people can sin without consequences. One will say your sins are forgiven. That that God is not it against you. It does not mean that you know sin has no consequence. Sin in itself is no consequence. Sin in itself is its own consequence. Let me say it again. We are not saying we can sin and live anyhow. Sin in itself carries its own venom. Sin in itself carries its own venom. Alright? Sin in itself carries, carries, carries its own consequence. Alright? Sin on its own leads to death. Death of opportunities, of relationships, you know, of, of relationship with God. You know, when, when people, you know, repeatedly sin, it's not as though God will bounce them, right? But even they themselves see as, as a way of, you know, making you feel like God is far. Okay? So we're not encouraging sin. We are we are magnifying grace, what Christ has done, you know, to deal with sin. Now, if sin was casual, Christ would have come to die. If sin was casual, Christ would have come to die. But to show how bad sin was, you know, he came down to die, to deal with sin. That is how bad sin, that, that's how, how big this thing is. That God himself had to come down in man's in, in image of, in, you know, in, in man's likeness, okay, to deal with the issue of sin. So, so we're, we're not, you know, um, pardoning sin, we're not taking sin, we're not just freestyling this, okay, because we, we have to learn this thing well. We have to learn it well, because in a way, many, many, many of us, even as, as my child taught people, um, the system in our head will just feel like if I do this, I, I, I get away with it. As, as that, as, as that a lot, okay? But that on its own is a trap. Sin is its own punishment. Sin on its own carries the venom of death, okay? And if you break the edge, you are putting yourself at the risk of the serpent's bite. Alright? But God is not holding your sins against you. You know, in the Old Covenant, right? Let's go chapter 9. Chapter 9. Chapter 9. Chapter 9. Chapter 9. Am I clear enough? Chapter 9. Am I clear enough? Is it good? Yes. It's like a skin shaking. All right, good. All right. Chapter 9. Okay, let's go from verse 1. Okay. Now, now the first covenant had revelations for worship and also an earthly sanctuary. A tabernacle was set up. In his room where the lampstand and the table with its consecrated bread, this was called the holy place. Behind the second curtain was a room called the most holy place, which had the golden altar of incense and the gold-covered ark of the covenant. This ark contained the gold jar of manna, Aaron's staff that had bordered and the stone tablets of the covenant. Above the ark was a cherubim of the glory 
overshadowing the atonement cover. But we discuss these things in detail now. When everything had been arranged, like we cannot discuss it. We cannot read again. Read, read verse five again. We can't. No, no, yeah. Above the ark were the cherubim of the glory, overshadowing the atonement cover. But we cannot discuss these things yeah. in detail now. Yeah, good. Go on, go on, go on, go on. Okay. When everything had been arranged like this, the priests entered regularly into the altar room to carry on their ministry. But the but only the high priest entered the inner room, and that and that only once a year and without blood, which he offered for himself for the sins of the people that committed in ignorance. The Holy Spirit was showing this that the way into the most holy place had not yet been disclosed as long as the first tabernacle was still functioning. This is an illustration for the present time, indicating that the gifts and sacrifices being offered were not able to clear the conscience of the worshipper. They are only a matter of food and drink and various ceremonial washings, external regulations applying until the time of the new order. Look at that. So it says in, in the first covenant, right? In the first covenant, okay, in the Daddy's temple with the outer courts, okay, and the inner courts. So the outer courts, the priest go, the priest, they go there every 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 day to do their normal ministry work, right? Alright? But the high priest, you know, goes into the inner courts and that's okay, only once, you know, in a year. All right. So he's saying that by going that by, by by going in once in a year, not not you know not always having access, but only once in a year, God God was showing to them that okay, that the way to the only place that was, was not yet made fully was not was not yet disclosed was not yet made fully known. If they could only if, they, if only the high priest could go in, nobody else could go into the holy place. Even if the high priest could go in, okay, and that once in a year, he's saying that you know, that that means that the way into the holy place was not yet fully open. Okay, and that's why Christ had to come in the very present, and so that now we can all go in through Him. You see that? Okay, so say the high priest was going once in a year, you know, and that's with with um, not without not without blood. So we're going every year with the blood of animals, blood of bulls and calves, every year to 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 to, to, to make some sacrifices every year. Now that 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 showed that showed the. You know that 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 it was not effective. Otherwise, we would not need to you know to go there every year. Do you understand? So in, in going there every year, the priest had to go every year with blood, okay, to 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 atone for everyone's sins every every year because the way in has not been fully made known. Okay, even every year, you know, it was only a matter of ceremonial ceremonial activities, okay, um, sprinkle on them and all that kind of stuff. It had us to their conscience. So someone could come come into the temple with a very terrible attitude. The person does not really care and all that, you know. But the, the person just going and you know say sorry, you know, I do everybody sins. But it did it, it not have any effect on their conscience, you know. It had no effect on anybody. It had no real effect. It had no purifying power on the person. Okay, so they do all those, those activities, right? So they could very very um, legalistic without changing. They could very, very, you know, um, ignore the laws, come on the laws, right? But it, it, it never, it never meant that, you know, that there was any real change from the acts. Okay, the blood of bulls and calves. Okay, 
could not do anything to the conscience of those that came near to it. So, so even even in our day to day, in our day to day, um, so in, in understanding the difference between the old and the new, we understand that okay, that when we when we um, um, pay too much attention to those things that, that involve, don't, for example, now that people that people now that still don't eat pork, you know, don't, they don't eat pork, they don't eat this, they don't eat that, in the name of righteousness. So some churches don't eat this, they don't eat that, you know, they don't eat this and that because, you know, to them it's unrighteous. No, those were, those were, you know, regrets of the old that have no peace in the new. They had much to do with cleansing our conscience as worshippers, okay? So there were only external regulations applying until the time of the new. So now, God is not counting, you know, your, your diet against you. It's not counting, for example, that you eat pork. It's not putting that against you. Okay, so it has gone beyond just you know the the, the, the form to the real substance. No, so so now you know our our Lord now that Christ you know is a law of love. You know the law of love, the love you know loving God, and if not this love, this love to people. So so every Lord now in every every love God now you know is is seen from the from the you know from the frame of love. All right, eleven, eleven. For when Christ came as the high priest of the good things that are now already here, he went through the greater and more perfect tabernacle that is not made with human hands. That is to say, it is not a part of this creation. He did not enter by means of the blood of goats or calves, but he entered the most holy place once for all by his own blood, thus obtaining eternal redemption. The blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of the ephah sprinkled on those who are ceremonially unclean sanctified them so that they are outwardly clean. How much more then with the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleansed our conscience from acts that led to death so that we may serve the living God. For this reason, Christ is the mediator of the new covenant that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance, now that he has died as a ransom to set them free from the sins committed under the first covenant. All right, so look at that. So as I said earlier, the of animals don't refer anybody, okay? So it was just, you know, a prototype, okay? Resign what was to come, okay? That, you know, a time will come, you know, so the Christ would come, you know, and with, and with his own blood, get the job done. Okay, so what happened in the past could not make anybody better. Right? Bible says in, in, in Romans that the Lord made not, the Lord made nothing better. Okay, the Lord only showed guilt. The Lord wanted to let you know to let you to let sin be clearly seen that sin. The law and his and his own regulations not make anything better. Okay, but you know when Christ came, you know and paid the price. You know in doing that, you know paid the price for sin. Okay, not not not, not to be price for sin. He gave us a new nature. A new, a new nature with a brand new conscience, you know, a cleansed conscience. So it, it did the real job. So it, it, it has gone beyond just do's and don'ts, but that we have a new spirit, okay, that is cleansed from acts that lead to death, so that we may boldly, so that we may serve God, you know, actually serve God in righteousness, okay. So now that we are born again, people have received um, Christ and his, his, uh, his new nature, we are, now, we are now able to actually live right. So, so, for the people of the old condemned to live in sin, they, they, they could not, they could not know, they could not totally, they could not obey because they would try and fall, right? Because it was who they are, it was who they were. Okay, so the law did not make anything better. But you and I, in the, you know, I mean, 
bear conscious of the people, so we can you know serve God, you know, and to do a good acts that lead to death. So we have to begin to see ourselves, see ourselves in this manner that Christ has come to pay the perfect price to make us perfect before God, because perfect before God, okay? So we can actually live right, okay? We can actually keep getting better because Christ has made the way for us. He has given us a new spirit that cleansed us from acts that lead to death. So you are able to live righteously. Sin has no power over you. Amen. You are able to live right. Sin has no hold over you. Okay? Glory to God. Let's go on. In the case of the will, it is necessary to prove the death of the one who made it because the will is in force only when someone has died. It never takes effect while the one who made it is living. This is why even the first covenant was not put into effect without blood. When Moses had proclaimed every command of the Lord to all the people, he took the blood of calves together with water, scarlet wood, and branches of literature, and sprinkled the scroll and all of the people. He said, this is the blood of the covenant which God had commanded you to keep. In the same way, he sprinkled with the blood both the tabernacle and everything used in its ceremonies. In fact, the Lord requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood and without the shedding, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Is my network again or or wrong case? So I, I think it's wrong case. Um, it's not so. All right. Uh, you stop at Romans um, nine twenty three. Okay. Let, 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 let me do a comment before, before before then. Okay. So it says that you know in the ah uh, in that look at you, you look good. All right. Uh, glory to Jesus. But 16 says, in the case of a will, we have to, it's necessary to prove the death of the one who made the will. Now, this is the idea, okay? The will here, the word will here is the same word as covenant. Same word as testament, okay? It's the same word. So in the case of a of a covenant, it's necessary to prove the, prove the death of the one who made the covenant. So this is the idea. So in, in the, in, even in the old days, then, you know, the old days, when they make a covenant with one another, they usually do it with cutting blood. You see those old movies where they cut each other, cut each other's um, each other's um, palms. You know, blood will spill. They hold each other's hands and say, "Okay, we the covenant." Now, this is the idea of it. Okay, that in the in that kind of covenant, okay, um, both parties, you know, died individually. Okay, so it's like saying they both died and they both became one. So the the the, the, the new person is like is like a union of both of them together. Do you understand? Does that make any sense to you? So this is the idea, okay? So it's so also it's happening in the part with us, you know, in covenant with the people, it was trying to show the death of something. Because the covenants require death. Testaments require death. Just just like you know, just like also in real in real life, also one will say someone did a will. For the will to go into effect, you know, the person that did the will had to be proven to be to be dead. Alright? So it's why the blood of animals there and the blood of Christ, okay, were a symbol of their life, their death. So it's not really a, it's not about, about the physical blood being shed or something. It's just showing you know that life, you know, 
has been spilled, okay, for this covenant. So you understand? All right, let's go. Okay. Good, 23. So, again, we know it's, we, we say, please hold on. We, we know we've, we've learned also, wages of sin is death. We said that earlier, wages of sin, you know, is, we said that in our, in our previous question in our, in our series last month, in our midweek series, the wages of sin is death. It's also why, you know, healed for, for torment because blood signifies life. It shows that something has died. Okay, and these are just types and shadows, you know, to help understand what happened in that. Okay, so it's why in dying, okay, he shed his blood and his blood atoned for us. It's not really about the blood, it's about, about the life that the wages, the wage, the death wage of sin has been paid. So when the blood of animals was shed, you know, it, it was showing them that, okay, um, the wage of sin is death. This animal, this okay, in quotes, is dying for your sin. Okay, that was a foreshadow of the Lamb of God, Christ Jesus, that would come, you know, and die and pay the permanent price for the sins of mankind. Right? Let's go on 23. 23. Romans Hebrews 9 23. <laughs> All right. Are we together? Yeah. It was necessary. It was necessary then for the copies of the heavenly things to be purified with these sacrifices, but the heavenly things themselves for better sacrifices than this. For Christ did not enter a sanctuary made with human hands that was only a copy of the true one. He entered heaven itself, now to appear for us in God's presence. Nor did he enter heaven to offer himself again and again, the way the high priest enters the most holy place every year with blood that is not his own. Otherwise, Christ would have had to suffer many times since the creation of the world, but he has appeared once for all at the culmination of the ages to do away with the sin by the sacrifice of himself. Just as people tend to die once, and after that to face judgment, so Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many, and he would appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. Hallelujah. So again, the, the, the contrast between the old and the new. In the old, this was done yearly, you know, sacrificing animals yearly, okay? Well, because he has paid perfect price, he paid it once and for all, okay? So the price for sin is paid once and for all. So whoever comes to him, whoever comes to him is accepted, okay? Is accepted, you know, once and for all. Now you know it's not. It's not. It's, it's, this people use this to to things like um to to justify um um that because you pay the price once and for all, and whoever comes in cannot go out. You know that once you get saved, you cannot go back and all that kind of stuff. But this this is not what he's trying to. This is not what Paul, whoever wrote Hebrews, is trying to say. Okay. It's not easy to say that we're going to up. That's no. We cannot. We cannot establish that kind of doctrine on, on um, on this. The idea is that Christ has paid the price for sin. So then anybody that, that comes can just lay hold of that price and say, "Okay, I believe in you now because you have already paid the price for sin." Okay, and receive His redemption. All right. So whoever now comes to Him 
um, puts his faith in him, okay, and you know, lives his faith in Christ, just you know, I put my faith in Christ, and you know, remain in that faith, okay, you have what he has promised is eternal redemption, all right, chapter 10. Chapter 10. He said, the law is only a shadow for the good things that are coming, not the realities themselves. For so, this reason, it can never, by the same sacrifices, repeat endlessly year after year. Make perfect those who draw near to worship. Otherwise, would they not have stopped being offered? Would they not have stopped being offered? For the worshippers would have been cleansed once for once for all, and would no longer have I felt guilty for their sins. But those sacrifices are, are, are an annual reminder of sins. It is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifice, sacrifice an offering you, you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. With burnt offerings and sins offerings, you were not pleased. Then I said, Here I am. It is written about me in the scroll. I have come to do your will, my God. First, he said, sacrifices and offerings, burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not desire, nor were you pleased with them, though you were offered in accordance with the Lord. Then he said, here I am. I have come to do your will. He set aside the first to establish the second, and by that will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Hallelujah. You see that? You see that? So he says the blood of animals could not wash away sin. Because it's funny, animals did not sin. The way of sin is the way of sin is dead. In the, it has to be, you know, if a human sin, a human has to die to actually pay because the way of sin is dead, okay? So it's not an animal's not sin in this case. So animal blood could not get the job done. So it was just it was it was just um Ceremonies, okay. That even even God Himself said yes. He says, says someone offering no desire, but the body he prepared for him. So when he born of the offerings, he was not pleased with them, okay. And this for next okay, you know, cry God gave them God gave them those laws. Okay, but even God himself was not pleased with those laws, okay. He was not pleased with those 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 animals animal sacrifices did not do anything to God. He did not do anything to him, not do anything to man. It was just and again, it was a foreshadow, okay, a foreshadow. So um, um the letter to Hebrews was teaching the Hebrews to, okay, these things were not the main thing, okay? They were just a front They were They were prophesying, prototyping what is to come. To 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 that, okay, they should go beyond putting their faith in those things and, you know, put their faith in Christ. That if if, if, if those were actually, were actually working, they wanted to them year after year, okay? Year after year, year after year, sacrificing blood and blood of animals and and not, okay? To show them that, okay, Christ has now come, okay? He has done this once and for all, so that it doesn't need to be done again. So I believe that was as good people you wrote to were struggling with you know, the old laws. You know, they've done it for a while, okay? Their, their generations, their, their ancestry, their history on those so I, I believe that the family had a challenge, you know, um, believing that, okay, this online faith in Christ has still no more sacrifice and all that. So, we're like, trying to show them the inferiority of what was and the superiority of what is now in person to help them to move away from those things and to put their faith in Christ. Now, so if that is so, 
you know, it makes, makes you understand why we cannot allow doctrines like pain, penance, what they call it again, for, for sin. Okay? Because sacrifices, those burnt offerings, you know, those sin offerings didn't want to make anybody better. So you cannot by yourself, you know, um, you, cannot pay, you cannot pay any offering to atone for your sin. That's the idea. Okay? That is the sacrifice of Christ that we are all made, that we are made perfect, that we are, we are accepted, you know, in the, in the body. So you don't try to to everybody's this this app that came out two years ago, 2019 or so, that this app, okay, that um that when you sin, you donate this money. Yeah, for every sin. If, if you do if you do big sin, you donate big money. If you do small sin, you donate small money, okay? That's that that is people still trying to atone for their sins themselves with offerings. But you cannot tell God I'm sorry with money. That, that's an insult on God's justice system. You, can, you cannot buy, you can't buy forgiveness. You know, there's a religious right now that, you know, they believe that, you know, that um, to, 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 to enter into eternal life, to make, to make everyone, you do more good than bad. So when they do something bad, you could want to go and do plenty of good things, stop talking about their good account. So let's say, for example, now, someone kills somebody, I'll be, now, now go and do, you know, Sarah, we go and, you know, pack plenty of money, give to the orphans, give to the needy to increase his good column, okay? But, you know, you cannot yourself pay for your sin okay it's only god that can tell you okay okay um i've forgiven you and i've shown us how in christ so when we when when we fall short you know don't try to earn god's mercy don't think that fast and pray you know okay, yeah let's put it this way so someone does something bad all right I will just say, just, just repent of it, okay, I'm fine. And this is like, just repent. This big thing I did, and they're not like, how are you sure God has forgiven me? Who's familiar with that? Who's familiar with that kind of situation? That's a situation where someone says, I don't feel forgiven. How will you say that, what ought I do? If I just repent, it is done away with. Yeah, it's a very familiar situation, okay? But must get used to the grace, to the grace arrangement, okay? That Christ has paid the price for our sins. In fact, we are already forgiven. We are we are forgiven forever. Okay? So the, the repentance, you know, is is just it, it is you, you know, acknowledging that what you did is bad and, and that you will not do it again. You know, you are forgiven forever. Okay? Otherwise, when you sin, you know, you are you are, you are going to hell. When you repent, you are back on you to heaven. No, you are forgiven for you are forever forgiven. Okay, but we repent, you know, because we repent to acknowledge that you know that, that what we did is bad. So that we don't we don't make a practice of doing those things. Okay, but matter what, matter what happens around you, don't let yourself be held back by the guilt of sin. You understand? Christ paid the perfect price to redeem you. He paid the perfect price to free you from you know from sin and guilt. So, so what, what about it is, allow yourself to walk free from that sin, walk free from that guilt. Now, it also means that when people around you, when people around you sin that are Christians, that knowing how God forgives, that you, you also forgive. So when the person says, okay, I repent of this, I'm done, I'm done again, you're not still, you know, what do you think is a person? You're not still, you, you, you must have to forgive also the way God forgave you. Okay, that God forgives when you just when repent is done. Okay, so also we should learn to practice the same forgiveness. It's very amongst amongst believers, you know, seeing 
fellow believer as one forgiven by God. Even when they fall short, seeing them as, as the beloved of God, the forgiven of God. So, so also, you extend to them forgiveness. Don't cancel them. Now we do it. When someone does what we call in peace and in quotes, we'll just cancel. No, don't cancel brethren, okay? Because we are, forgiven, we are forgiven in Christ, okay? We are forgiven. Once people generally repent, okay, it's as though it never, it never happened. All right. So, 
You don't need to do anything to be forgiven. You don't need to do anything to be saved. You just put your faith in Christ. You don't need to, you don't need to go and um, to go and say sorry to everyone you have offended to, to be saved. Now you can say sorry out of your out of you know good naturedness to just say okay, I ought you, I'm sorry, but that doesn't save you. Do you understand? That doesn't save you. Now the saints can say, okay, I ought, I ought this people, I broke that bit's heart, I broke that one's heart, I broke like five bits at in one year at one time. Okay, so now that I'm born again, I tell them that now I'm born again. No, no those me are in the past, okay? But that does not save you. Okay, what saves you is your faith in Christ. You know, in your covenant, okay, when when someone came to Christ and you know and and, and they told them they asked him, what 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 time to be saved? And he said, you know, do this and that. The said, I've done it all my life. And then said, you can take all your, all your, your belongings and give to the poor. Okay? Now, in our, in our, in our case now, as, as people in the covenant, okay, we don't need to do those things to be saved. Okay? But, you know, as one we saved, you might feel the need to go and return people's stolen money. Now, that doesn't save you. Okay? It is the one that is saved. And I might not feel the need to, you know, the, the need to say, okay, I actually did so and so and so. I return the money back. That doesn't save your gift, but the saved can do that. Same also, so being baptized does not save you, but the saved can be baptized. Okay, what saves us is faith. Is faith in Jesus Christ. Okay, for all go on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop. Um, stop here today. Do we have questions? Have questions? You know, on Zoom, you can ask questions by putting up your hand. This thing about um, reactions, where you can put up your hand if you have questions. Or additions. Okay, someone has a question. Um, okay. Um, on mute, admin, on mute to you that, um, so you can have a question. My question is, do you guys miss me? I, I actually knew you said not to say. I knew, I knew you would say nothing, nothing serious. But you can get that. I was so ready to be All right. Um, someone has a question. Can we have it here quickly? I'm waiting for the question, okay? All right, looking for the question. Why am I seeing the dark screen? Why? Well, are you on a lighted? Can you change it? Can you? All right. I'm waiting for the question now. Can I ask the question please quickly? Sorry for the delay. Waiting for the question from someone from someone um, on YouTube, I think. I 
gostar muito do podcast, você já sabe comigo. Deixa eu aqui.
what saved you is faith in Christ, not good works. Ephesians 2, 8 to 10, we are saved by grace through faith, not of works. So I can boast about it. Okay? We are saved by faith, by grace through faith. We're not saved by living right. So your 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 sins do not unsave you. Alright? Your sins in its own self not unsave you. All saves you is faith. Okay? Faith in Jesus. So if you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, you are saved again. You are saved without works. So it is not it's not a doing right that that, that that saves you or gives you sin. What what saves you is faith. So as long as you put your faith in Christ, you are saved. Okay? Now, what about remorse anonymous about sin? Now the way sin works, okay, um unrepentant sin, okay, um on its own, you know, does not does not damn anybody. But this is the idea. That sin leads to death. That sin leads to, to hard acts that then reject Christ. Sin, you know, can lead to hard acts that then reject Christ. Okay? But sin on its own does not unsave you. Otherwise, you'll be in trouble. Alright? Otherwise, you'll be you'll be in serious <laughs> in serious. So it means that, for example, now, you do something wrong, but you got saved last year. Or let's say five years, five years ago, you got saved. You now did something wrong now. That okay, for example, someone some, 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 some really offended you. Someone really, really made you mad. And you now did, you, you did your own back. You you give them, you give them back the word, the class for the post. You give them completely, you know, back word for word, back, you know, back to back. Okay? And, and, and at that moment, you don't feel sorry, you don't feel remorseful. Christ now comes. Are we are we saying that you know, because you don't feel remorseful now, you are going to end? Of which if Christ had come one hour later, would have calmed down to feel remorseful. <laughs> We're not saying that otherwise heaven or end will be a game of time. Okay, it'll be a game of time and chance. No. Alright? So it's not sin on its own, okay, that saves people. The same way also, it's not good works that made us righteous. Okay? Is that good? Okay? Good? Is that clear enough, everybody? Clear? Lola, is that clear? If it's clear, just type in the in your chat find it that okay, I got that is clear. Alright. Okay. So another, another question from that like is on the um, question is on the Zoom chat. She's saying that okay, why is it that each time we sin, have for example, it takes her a while to pray or even study her Bible, that how does, how does she fight? the guilt, and get that freedom to communicate with God. Awesome. Now, it's why, it's why I say read the epistles, alright? When you have the knowledge of grace, read the epistles, okay? Number one, it's knowledge of God helps to resolve against sin. Number two, knowledge of God will make you that God is your father that loves you. That, you know, for example, now, I like, like, like this example. I have a son. He's growing up. He's not there yet. So I know he will make mistakes. I know while learning to walk, he will fall down. While learning to while potty training, yeah, that's one very tricky. While potty training, once they while he will do it on his own body. I know that. Now, 
Will I now reject him when he comes and says, Daddy, I shot in my pants? What do I do? I have to clean him up. So it makes sense for him to run to me and tell me. Instead of him to run away with his dirty, with his dirty bumble. So also, that you have to see, is what we say, see. So you have to know God, know God as Father. You have to know God as your Father. And, and that is one of the, the basics of what Christ came to do for you. To make you see God as Daddy. Romans 8 says, we have to speak to us that, that Christ out, Abba, Father. The question is, dear Daddy, you know, dear Father. So, you know, you should begin to see God as your beloved Daddy. Okay? Your super lovely always on your side, never bother you, daddy. You're sure that that cares for you to your tamus. That knowing this. So if God is your good daddy, okay, how will he relate to you and make mistakes? What will he do? What will he do? Correct you or help you to get back up again. So knowing this, now we said again, okay, that it's not counting your sins against you. So you now um, renew your mind to know that he's not counting your sins against you. So if, if he said so, he's not he's not missing. You know, he's not he doesn't, he doesn't just he doesn't play with words. Whatever he says, it means. So if he says he's not counting your sins against you, then he's not counting it against you. What should you do? You too stop counting it. Move on. Repent and move on. Now again, I'm not trying to make sin casual. Or make sin, you know, um, inconsequential. Sin is its own venom. Sin carries its own consequences. All right, but you know, the earlier you get your back with God going, okay, the stronger your resolve against sin. So repent of that sin, okay, but know this: that you are forgiven in Christ, okay. The price for sin has been paid by Christ once and for all. So that whoever comes to him, he by no means rejects. All right? So it's now on you. Now, this, this, this is vital. Please take this very clear, very, very, um, very seriously. We walk by faith, not by feelings. We walk by faith, not by sight. So if the Bible says I'm forgiven, I'm forgiven. I believe the Bible, my feelings. So I live by the word of God, not by how I feel. So if God says I'm forgiven, I am forgiven. I don't wait to feel forgiven. No. I take God's word as truth. I am forgiven. I trust his word. No, 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 I trust my feelings. His word over my I trust his word over my feelings. Okay. So I believe him. And just okay. I'm forgiven, right? I said that. Thank you. And I'm done. Do you understand? So don't let your feelings you know, um, interfere with your feet. Okay. Take God at his word. Don't wait you feel right. If the faster you take Matt's word, the quicker you feel right. Again, if the faster, the quicker you take God at his word, the quicker you'll also feel right. But don't wait to feel right before you know you're right. Just that we live by faith, not by feelings. God's word over our feelings. All right? God's word over our feelings. We have to be careful also with guilt. Guilt doesn't stop sin. Visually, guilt, you know, gets in the way of you and God. And once there's broken fellowship, you will likely sin even more. So 
you have to be wiser than you have to be responsible than your enemy. Don't let guilt get in the way. Don't let guilt stand in between stand in the way of you and God. When you fall short, rise so quickly and get back to God, okay? But this is this is also ideal. You don't have to fall. There's grace for you not to fall. See, it is babies, babies that fall every time. As at some point also grow. Okay, grow so that it's not just they have gone beyond just every day. God, every day, God, I'm sorry. God, I'm sorry. God, I'm sorry. Grow, you have to grow beyond it also. For your own you know, spiritual health, grow beyond every day, God, I'm sorry. So whatever makes you sin, cut it off. Relationships, friendships, associations, whatever makes you sin, yank it off. So, like, so you stop saying to me every day, I am sorry. I am sorry. You have to grow up. Okay? We all have to grow to mature so that God so can trust us to handle stuff for him. All right? Is that good, Dami? Is that clear? Is that, is that good for you? All right? Is that good for you? So to deal with the guilt, take up God's word and read, read, read about it that reminds you that you are forgiven in Christ. He's not counting your sins against you. If you have to do it, keep speaking God's word to yourself till it becomes real to you. So take up your scripture. The Bible says in Hebrews, Hebrews, Hebrews 8 and Hebrews 9, Okay, read those places that says he's not counting your sins against you. Okay, my sins, you know, you forget, is not counting against me. Okay, keep reading God's word until God's word is real to you. Right? Be really of guilt, running from guilt. Guilt only brings more, more sin. Any other question? Any other question? One more question before we go. One more. Who has a question? One more. All right. One more. One more. One more. One more. Hallelujah. One more. Go back again and read Hebrews 8, 9, and 10. It talks about, you know, the blood of Christ being able to deal with the guilt on like what, you know, on, on, like, on like the old covenant where, you know, the, the blood of animals could not deal with the guilt. Okay. So remind yourself. I'm, I'm a new covenant. But of Christ has paid for my sins. So this guilt has no place here. I'm free of this guilt. See, guilt is, a, guilt is terrible. So, for example, I had, I had this friend I used to talk about. Because of, of his past, past sinful life, yes, after being saved, he still felt as though the bad things in his life were from the sin he committed then, as though those things were still working against him. Why? Bad teaching, bad, bad, bad theology. You are forgiven in Christ. Okay? You are forgiven in Christ. So let yourself go. Don't, don't let the devil use your guilt to give you issues. Make you feel like, ah, God, God, you know, yeah, you can. What can I, God, can I, you you? No, no. Don't let the devil allow, don't, don't, let, the, don't let the devil, you know, use guilt to restrict your walk with God. So, you know, you are forgiven. You are heaven bound. A believer. Is not trying to make heaven. This is so important. You are not trying to make heaven. You are, you know, you are, you are rejoicefully, you know, um, waiting for heaven because you're already in heaven. Okay, you're not, not waiting for the for the full full consummation of what we already have. So we look forward to Christ coming with rejoicing, not with fear. Do you understand? But we're not to that they say, ah, Christ will soon come and I say, hey, you will soon come, oh, I will not meet No, no. Look forward to heaven with joy, knowing that it's actually sure. 
it is very heavenly strong for you. It's, it's not maybe or maybe not. It's not maybe or maybe not. You're not trying. You're not going to make heaven. You are in heaven. In fact, it's so good that your own job now is to bring heaven down. Your job is not to make heaven. Your job is to bring heaven down. So, okay, another question. I said sin in itself is no consequence. So I'm saying that, that God is not going to pay many problems. God is not going to punish for our sin. God is not out there to punish for your sin. Okay, God sees how it works. Sin in itself brings its own punishment. So it's not as though God is saying, you did this, now take this. Okay, you did this, now bring a bomb of 10 strokes or whatever I can going to give you, you know, or it makes, it makes you sick and things like that. No. Sin in itself, you know, brings those things. Sin in itself makes people sick. James 5. Okay? So it's not God that is, that is afflicting people for, for their sins, but sin in itself brings its own punishment. Sin in itself brings its own consequences. Okay? But it is God that heals us, not afflicts us. So God is not out there to punish you when you sin. No. Sin in itself carries its own punishment. So God is not the one that freaks after you sin. Some people say when they are sick, you know, uh, it's God that is punishing them for their sin. No, it's not God. Now, the sin can bring the punishment, right? But it's not God that initiates the punishment. All right? But sin himself has its own consequence. We must teach us what right, okay? To make sure people know that sin is not something to trivialize. And many times, I say that many times, people don't know how bad sin is because Sometimes they don't see the physical consequences of what they are doing. And sometimes, you know, don't, it, 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 the things we can't see are probably more powerful in their effect than what we can see. People don't see how, how sin, you know, blocks sports relationships, how exposed families. Okay? Daddy did this to mommy. Daddy went and slept outside. Mommy did so and so and so. Uncle did so and so and so. People don't see. What it does to the families, how it breaks homes, how it breaks joy, you know. So sin in itself, you know, is destructive. All right. So don't wait until you can see what sin has done. Run, as I said two weeks ago, you know, practice those things, those those things that you like. Meditate on what they can do to you. Meditate on how bad they can get. So scare yourself away from the sin. Renew your mind from thinking about how good that sin is to seeing how bad that sin is. Instead of thinking, you know, ah, when I touch him, I'll feel so good. Imagine touching fire. Imagine putting, like I put in Proverbs, imagine putting, you know, hot coal on your laps. <laughs> so picture, it will change the picture from it will feel so good to it will burn me. <laughs> so, so, so you can really kill the arousal to kill it fast. Amen. So when you meditate, let it fill your heart. Let, you know, let, let, let it, you know, it, when a world where sin is being made to look attractive, the songs, the movies. So you are in a battle already that you don't know. So you watch those movies, you listen to those songs, you don't know the programming going through your head. All right? So sin is becoming, it's coming in schooler. I kissed him, it feels so good. While I, boys, it's schooler. Because you are seeing it often. Songs that say, you know, um, if I don't, I, I must make money by force, um, I must also, must do whatever I, you know, I must charge her, do whatever, do whatever I can to make money. 
People don't know how it's wiring. So we see young people that are saying, I will make money by any means. Whatever it is, what, 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 what's happening to them? You know, what they are seeing, what they are watching, is programming their mentality to trivialize sin. So help yourself to do a rewiring. Take God's word to see the consequences of sin so they can rewire your thoughts from, from, from making sin look appealing to, 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 to be clear that sin is destructive. People say things like, so yeah, I'll, I'll marry him. I'll marry her. So, so, so we, can, we can as well for the kids now. What they don't know is this. You know, by breaking God's law, they are breaking each other. It will cast. Usually, this, this is they always show up. They will show up. Okay? They will show up. It's what it is. When, when, when the initial says we don't, we don't exalt God, it will cast. It will cast. So let's not, you know, downplay this and just think back every week. Okay? Okay, someone is asking again that when we ask for mercy, can we, can we suffer from sin's consequences? When we ask for mercy, we can we suffer from sin's consequences? Okay. Now, this way it works. When you ask for mercy, or for, you know, a sin that is not government related, <laughs> okay, God can wipe out the consequences. Okay, God can wipe out the consequences. And sometimes, you know, um, it is not automatic. So, for example, let's say, for example, when you were cutting with your with your with your with your with your spouse, you spent more time touching than talking. God has forgiven you, right? But God cannot suddenly talk for you. The things you did not talk about, the flags you missed. You have to deal with it. So God can help you shout, but it's not bam, we are done. No. You will still you 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 will practically pay, you know, the practical price for 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 doing things out of season. Do you get? Of course, if this one is taking his body caused by his sin and they and they repent and, and receive God's they, of course they receive God's mercy, the sickness should leave, right? That one happens. But okay, there are, there are other ones where it requires a process to undo what sin has done. So, for example, um, um, someone, you know, gets drunk and assaults a woman, God will forgive. Even the woman may forgive, right? But the law will do his job. The law does not forgive. Do you understand? So, God forgives, right? But doesn't mean that the consequences will go. So, some mistakes gets pregnant. God will forgive, God has forgiven, but the people don't disappear. People will not disappear back to forever. So, so, you know, we have to not. Why is always we just have to just run from sin? Run, run. All right. But God will forgive, right? And in many cases, God, God helps you to take out one that I've taken off immediately. But then once he will walk you through, he will walk you through, you know, as you practically resolve those things. When it comes to the law, the law will not, God does not forgive, right? Any other question? Any other question? All right, I don't think I just wrap up now. Let's just give God thanks for his word because we are growing that then. But I will thank you. We thank you for your word because we have been made better and growing in understanding. We know clear and clear what you have done for us in Christ. All right? We understand that we are forgiving people. Most importantly, we have power over sin. That sin has no hold over us. We are righteous men. 
perfected in Christ, so we can live far above sin. All right? And I will thank you. We give you all the praise. Hallelujah. Hey, hope you were blessed by the sermon. Feel free to visit our website www.thisgreenchurch.org for more info. God bless you.